You're now listening to another episode of the Always Right Podcast. I am your host, Christina, a.k.a. Krista. And I'm your host, Nivlak Lamarge. Remember, you can find the podcast on Instagram at all underscore ways underscore right. You can send us an email at alwayswrightpod at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook, Always Right Podcast. Correct. And if you want to follow us on our individual accounts, you can follow me on Instagram at call underscore me underscore Krista. And you can find me at Nivlak Lamage underscore I-C-N. That's N-I-V-L-A-C-L-E-M-A-J underscore I-C-N. Enjoy the show. everyone the always right podcast is back with our love series it just felt right today we are joined by a beautiful couple ashley and terrell do you guys want to introduce yourselves and tell listeners a little bit more about who you are and how you fell in love who we are and how we fell in love yes um i'm ashley i'm terrell and we are two dope attorneys and parents. Um, we fell in love based on things we had in common and because he slid in my DMs one day. <laughs> Aww. All right, let me ask you this, Terrell. Uh, what, what was your motivation for sliding in her DMs? Um... I had kind of checked her out on social media, looking at, you know, different posts that she made, um, things that she said. I thought she was witty. I thought she was funny. I thought she was smart. Um, I kind of liked her personality and her vibe. And then, of course, just looking at the pictures, I thought she was beautiful, um, very attractive. I loved her locks. I loved her smile, her eyes. Head to toes. I mean, you know, she she had me, so I had to go ahead and slide in the DM. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> kind of what it was for me. Was it an instant like reaction as soon as you saw her page? You were like, oh my god, I have to I have to reach out. Um, it it was so I I had become Facebook friends with her for uh, maybe about a month or two, and then I was just watching it to be honest with you. But I'm one of those people who like. I'm more of a look before you leap type of person. Um, so even though I knew I wanted to leap, I'm like, uh, let me check it out. Cause you know, all that glitters is not gold. So mm-hmm. I just kind of checked her out for a while. And then close to her birthday, she like dropped this one pick in particular. Where I was like, man, you know, <laughs> just, just, you know, you know, one of those. And, um, Shortly after that, I kind of, I guess I intensified it a little bit where I looked at our mutual friends on Facebook and I saw that we had a mutual friend that I was really pretty close with. I had known her for years um, and I knew that I could kind of trust her to give me the truth on whatever. Mm-hmm. So I called her and I was like, hey, you know, you know, Ashley, you know, said, you know, her last name, all that good stuff. She's like, yeah, she's cool, super dope. And so I'm like, tell me more. You know, so she just kind of tells me more. I'm asking specific questions. Um, she told me that she thought we would be really good together. Um, she said she's crazy, but she's your kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I've been known to be crazy too. That's that's the way people describe me as well. So it was kind of like one of those things. And and I just went into the DM. Um, we talked a little bit via messenger and then I was just kind of like let me just get her number so I got her number we were texting a little bit and then the text was kind of she was kind of slow texting me back like she was texting me quicker on messenger than she was via text so I'm like nah she not about to get away so I just like (laughs) called her I just called her and I think when I called her maybe I surprised her a little bit or something 
But when we talked, we talked for like a good minute. And I'm really glad I called because it was just the conversation flow much easier. Um, you know, we got to know each other a little bit better and faster. And then I ended up asking her out on the first date. Uh, she said she liked cake, which I thought was like, I asked her like, where do you want to go eat and what do you want to, what do you want to eat? And she was just like, cake. I just thought that was weird because like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm expecting like, seafood or something or you know whatever but she's like adamant about cake so i'm like all right i guess i'll try to find cake um and then, so i found a spot we, we went to that and we jokingly say it's it's like the first date that never never ended because mm. pretty much every day since then we've been together in one shape one way shape or form um good bad she get on my nerves a lot, but I still love her a lot too. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got two big head kids, so you know it is what it is. Beautiful. All right, Ashley, let's get your uh, let's get your version of events. Oh, that's pretty accurate. That's pretty accurate. I um, he can he kind of came out of left field to me. Um, you know, I was kind of just like pacing myself with it because it was. You know, after you drop a racy pick and now everybody like, oh, hey, hey, is like, mm, I don't even know your attention. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I, was, I can admit I was kind of slow with the with the communication. But once we actually spoke, it was just the connection was pretty instant. Um, mm-hmm. And then when we actually met in person, it, it was just it was on from there. Okay. She was oh, feeling good. I showed up in a suit too. That's why. Oh my god. First. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you guys end up on the first date? We. What is it called? Oh, like where? Where is the place we went? Yeah. It's called OK Cafe. Oh, we and we got a OK we got a little um, thing <laughs> to commemorate it. It's not something we would in hindsight recommend, but for us and our vibe, <laughs> it was dope. It was like a little. Like, it's it really gave me, like, a 1960s type, 1950s vibe, like, that type with, of diner. With a little ounce of racism. Yeah. <laughs> but we found out that after, like, after we, we didn't have no problems. It was good for us. We had, like, a little booth in the corner, kind of in the back. We enjoyed each other's company, talked for hours, ate. Yeah. Food wasn't all that, but... It wasn't. It was good. <laughs> I mean, it was a good intro. And then after that, we followed up with, like, a movie date. Just kind of went from there. Okay. So walk us through the early stages of your relationship, what we like to call like the newlywed stage. Um, newlywed stage. So it went pretty quickly for us. We met in April. By like July, my lease was ending. And he was like, you should just, you know, come stay with me. And it was like a, eh, but we're always together every day anyways. But I still had like this reservation about it. So we ended up trying it out. Um, we had a great summer. Our kids got to meet. We did a bunch of stuff that my daughter and I just had never been exposed to before. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter and I, we we're really, really close. She's 11. He had... Well, at the time, she was, what, eight or nine. And he had an eight or nine-year-old as well. So they had a great time. Um, But we just, we were introduced to so much new stuff. I think that was probably the biggest thing I remember about our honeymoon phase. It just, every day felt new. Every day was something new. Um, Terrell is a very adventurous, almost like, throw caution to the wind type of adventurous. Um, he always has been. So I I used to tell my friends all, all the time, like, I don't know what adventure we're going on today. <laughs> but it was always just something new. Um, before I met Terrell, it, there were just stuff, this stuff that I just didn't even eat, had never eaten before. He introduced me to sushi and Asian food and pho and I've been eating ever since. Okay, that's what's up. Like fried chicken and collard greens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, 
Carlo, you need to live. Like, there's what, nothing what you wrong with eating? broccoli. Ain't nothing wrong with there's it. There's nothing Ain't wrong, nothing wrong with, with it. it. That shit be all you eat. <laughs> so it, it just, it was new. We we hadn't been hiking, so we did a bunch of outdoorsies, just stuff that we just had never been exposed to before. Right. And that just speaks so much to Terrell's point about how you guys were on a date that just never ended. Yeah, it was like every day. It was every day. And it was stuff that like, who wakes up and says, hey, you want to hike a mountain? You know, I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I, I don't actually. But just just come on, just come. And we literally be up a mountain. It's just, it was, it was a very, and then I mean, now that I say it, it's kind of still like that. It's, it's still kind of like that. So, lifetime of adventure provides a lot of experience, and memories, and opportunity for growth. So, I'm always gonna be with an adventure. She got them too now. She she spontaneous. Her her uh, spontaneity looks like, hey, let's drive to Houston today from Louisiana, or hey, let's drive to Miami today from Atlanta. So, you know, it, it manifested what itself in different ways, but we're both very spontaneous people. And I think that spontaneity keeps it fresh. I know it's helped us at times during tough times. Um, yeah, I, I like it. I think it's one of our strengths. Okay, excellent. Um, speaking of, I guess, what got us through the tough times, Talk to us about, I guess, when the newlywed or the, the new, newlywed stage end and like real life relationship hits when it's like, oh, no, nah, this is not just all roses and butterflies. Mm, I think the the first experience when we when we first argued, I think the way we argued, we had to identify like hey, that, that, that ain't gonna work. Like, longer term, that ain't gonna work. The yelling, the, you know, all that, we, we can't do all of that. Um, so that was one point. And then I know one that really hit for us was when she first got pregnant and we ended up having a miscarriage. And it was tough. We both, um, we both came into the relationship with children. So, you know, we, we already... You know, I had been parenting. And I think because we were so into each other, we, we definitely wanted to share that together. Um, and so when she got pregnant, it was an exciting time, but it was kind of scary too. And then when she had a miscarriage, it was just like, I don't know, like a, a hard gut punch. Mm-hmm. And I know in hindsight, we didn't appreciate what each other was going through. I know for her, she was having the physical effects of it all. Of course, I'm not carrying a child. I'm not you know, dealing with the actual physical effects of a miscarriage. Um, but I'm certainly dealing with the emotional and spiritual aspects of it. Um, and it was just hard. It was just hard. I think at various points, we didn't see each other's pain. I think at various points, we might have even blamed each other. And it, it kind of got to a point to where we didn't know if we were really going to get through it. Um, I know privately I prayed a lot more. I think she prayed a lot more. And we just started to kind of see, dang, he hurting too. Dang, she hurting too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not physically hurting, but I'm emotionally and spiritually hurting. And, and, and I think by seeing and acknowledging that we kind of started to help heal one another and then move forward. And then in a weird way, I think we got pregnant like again the next month <laughs> because, you know, you're kind of fertile during that time. Um, and we got pregnant with our son like literally the next month. And um. it's still scary way too much consoling but yeah that, a lot of that consoling led to, <laughs> led to, to, to him um 
that's my stance on it. I mean, I can't speak for her. That's the time that stands out in my mind. Yeah. How about you, Ashley? Yeah, I would say the same. That's probably the the first major issue that we we went through together. Um, I mean, at the time, my daughter was almost ten, and I did not plan on having kids that soon. Um. I was nervous and excited at the same time, you know, and then just experiencing a miscarriage was, it was, it was rough. It was rough. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just an expectation thing. I just expected something different from what I, from what happened, you know, but the reality is he was experiencing his own level of pain just like I was and I, I just I wasn't able to to appreciate that at the time thank you guys for sharing that with us um you guys mentioned that you have two how many children do you have together six we got two <laughs> we have six total like combined mm-hmm. but we have two like our two Okay, but okay. overall, you have six children that you're raising together. Yeah. All right, so let me ask you guys this. Um, being that you both walked into the relationship as parents and then, you know, started to co-parent together, how did, like, what were some of the things you guys faced? Um, I guess when it comes to, like, adopting someone else's co-parenting style into your own. Like, coming into the relationship, what was your parenting style? And then when you get with this other person, how did that maybe alter? Maybe it didn't alter, but just tell us about the co-parenting experience. Co-parenting was new to me. I had never had to co-parent. My my daughter's father had never been active in her life or mine. You know, no beef, but just never had to have the experience of not being the only parent. I've always been the only parent. Mm Mm-hmm coming into a relationship with someone who was at co-parenting like his children have other parents so you know he had other input he had other opinions he had time that those are those are completely new ideals to me you know I I had to split a holiday for my kid I never had to decide who was gonna do what for their birthday you know it was I it's always just been me so it was interesting watching that whole dynamic before he and I became actual co-parents if that makes any sense mm-hmm. yeah it does what about you uh for me I ain't gonna lie it was scary because I I never forget the first thing she one of the first things she said to me in seeing it, she's like, oh yeah, I don't see how you do that co-parenting thing. I can't do that. I, I just <laughs> I just won't, I refuse. <laughs> and I'm looking at her like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> you know, like when you create life with, with somebody else, you, you really don't have much of a choice, you know, unless somebody just step all the way out the picture and say, that's all you. Um, and I'm just not that kind of man. I'm not that kind of father. I grew up without a father. Um, literally the most important thing, I think, in terms of my purpose and passion outside of who I love is my children. Um, I want them to know their father. I want them to know uh, my strengths, my weaknesses, uh, to see the humanity of me, but more importantly, to know my love. So... I fight very hard um, to co-parent and and coming into a situation, I was co-parenting with my ex-wife. I mean, it's kind of contentious, frankly, you know, they they didn't particularly care for each other. So it's like another element with that. Mm -mm, They didn't care for me. That's what I meant. Mm. (laughs) I ain't know these folks. I was just coming into the situation. But it created um you know some choppy waters that we had to navigate and i had to help her understand like 
you know, I can't, I can't always co-parent from a standpoint of what I wanted to do, what I like. I gotta really, really wrap my mind around like what's gonna be best for the kid. And sometimes what's best for the kid ain't always best for me. You know, it, it might, it might inconvenience me. It might cost me some money. It might cost me some time. I might have to swallow my pride. I might not be able to say this, that, the third. I might have to just let them have it sometime. You know what I'm saying? It, it's it's a lot of growth. Um, it's a lot of prayer. It's a lot of, I got counselor. You know what I'm saying? I, I do what I mm -hmm. need to, to get the job done because the reality is I can't always do it the way Terrell wants it done. Segue into now we have kids together. I think because Ashley is such a strong woman, had been kind of solo dolo with the parenting. It did cause some early clashes um, where she can definitely respect and appreciate the fact that I'm a strong father and I'm capable. But I know she's also accustomed to, yeah, these my kids, this my kid, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. And I'm just kind of like, hey, yeah, those are mine too. <laughs> like, like. I, I feel a way about that as well. Uh, this is my standpoint. So it was some struggles. It was some struggles. Um, and we definitely had some arguments. We definitely had some tips. Um, but I think what has helped us come back together on it and really get to a place where I think we're doing a pretty good job now is um, just respecting and appreciating the differences that we bring to the table. Really knowing that just like she loves our kids and will die for them in the next moment. I do too. Um, and I think that gives her a lot of confidence. Even like recently, she just came back from a trip um, to New Orleans for a week to kind of, she has some business to handle, but also kind of celebrate um, her birthday. And I had all the kids, <laughs> solo dolo. And she knew they was good. She knew they was fine. She wasn't nothing broke. Wasn't nobody hurt. And nobody get stabbed, shot, fall off. <laughs> like <laughs> the kids is good, you know. But I think that that came from really starting to appreciate, like, nah, like this dude really is invested with with these children, and he's invested with me, and I can trust him to to parent them just as well as I can. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Alright, that's dope. Yeah. Um it's interesting having a conversation with other people who are co parents. Like Christina and I, all of our children are, you know, biologically both ours. So there's mm -hmm. never been a time where we really had to parent like solo, you know? It's always been finding some way to compromise. Some I mean we agree on a lot of things, so that makes it easier. But there are a few things where it's just like do I let her have it? Do I argue my point? Mm -hmm. You know, like, mm -hmm. is this worth not, like, is this worth sleeping on the couch tonight? Is it really worth <laughs> right. it? Um, I think one of the examples for us is like recently my daughter, um, she found out the two fairy didn't exist. Ooh. And um, from the beginning I did, I was like, let's not even tell her about the two fairy. And then like, she was hurt. And Calvin just like, I was feeling some type toward Christina because in my mind, I was like, see, I was right. That's yeah. like, that's why I didn't want her to believe yeah, in the I didn't, fairy. But then in I the see beginning. excitement, you know, when it comes to things like the tooth fairy and Santa Claus. And I'm like, she's a kid. She's innocent. This is like a time for her to use her imagination and believe mm -hmm. in things. So I want to give this to her. But I also understanding where Calvin was coming from. But, you know, a lot of it has to do with, you know, going back to Terrell's point of, it's two different people bringing mm -hmm. different things to the table. You know, we have different upbringings, different backgrounds, yeah. different cultures, and all of that plays into our parenting style. Yeah. And I think, um, just to segue a bit into the next part of the conversation, some of that that comes into our parenting style and just our style of loving our, um, you know, significant and other is our spiritual beliefs as well. I noticed, uh, Terrell mentioned a very few times, um, about praying. Um, tell us. I guess just a little bit about your spiritual beliefs and how they play a part in your relationship. Ooh, chat. <laughs> so, and I'll let Terrell handle his portion. But I'm, 
I'm spiritually blended. Okay. I was raised in the church. I come from a long line of preachers. So I, when I met Terrell, was in a stage of my life where I, I wasn't so hype about the church anymore. Um, I had went through some trauma in my life that just led me far, far, far away from Christ. And just trying to see what else was out there. So I dabbled in Buddhism. I dabbled in Ephi. I, I I just put a bunch of things together and just really harped on just being a good human being. Mm-hmm. When I met Terrell, Terrell is hand and foot in the Bible recited in his sleep. Okay, um, it's the remedy for everything. It's the answer to everything. Any question you have, you can find in this book. And one thing about me, I I respect whatever you believe in. But I also know what I believe in. So it it was always something we just kind of stayed in our corners on, you know, um, definitely me more than him because he's always tried to kind of include me invite me but it I don't know it was hard for me and still is hard for me I think um I've slowly come back into my faith but it, it is a a solo walk right now because I fit I don't, I don't know how other another way to say this other than I feel like he's so far ahead of me that we can't walk together in it. Mm. So it's like, no, no, no. Like, don't, don't slow your walk down and wait for me. Like, keep your pace, you know, stay where you are. I'll, I'll catch you. I'll find you when I catch up type of thing. And to him, that's Mm -hmm. just like a, a no. It's like, you know, come with me out. But it it just feels like a, a teacher and a student to me. And it's not a comfortable place to be in. So, <clears throat> yeah, spiritually, we're we're. I'm still just trying to catch up. Okay. Um. So I mean, for me, I think the commonality we found was we both grew up and raised in his church, whatever that means. And I always say that because. To me, when people say that, that just means you went to church when you was a kid. And maybe you had an uncle or a daddy or a mama or somebody who used to preach the Bible to you. Um, but my journey was actually similar to Ashley's um, in that my mother used to, you know, she was on the usher board. She was on the intercessory prayer team. You know, she was on everything that you could be in to where the kids is just, we was at church all the time. I ain't gonna lie. We got a lot of exposure to the Bible. We got a lot of exposure to the word, a lot of head knowledge. Um, But as I say, it's the difference between head knowledge and heart knowledge. And so when I got a little older, went to college, I actually kind of rebelled against a lot of that. And I'm so thankful I did because in that process of rebellion, I found the truth for me. Um, And it was a coming back, but now that head knowledge stopped being head knowledge and it started being heart knowledge. So it's kind of like one of those things when I first met Ashley, you know, we were speaking the same languages in terms of Christian, faith, Bible, Christ, grew up in the church. So outwardly, it looked very much like, okay, yeah, we, we believe the same things. But when we uncovered some other stuff, I'm, you know, just hitting very pointed questions like, yeah, so you believe in Jesus. What's up with that Buddha statue over there? Um, what's up with this? What's up with that? So I, I just begin to ask questions, not in a judgmental way, but just in a way of like let's let's kind of push us forward um in this area because I know and I understand that it's such a critical component to forming the foundation that's ultimately going to be us and our family and our children. Um I always try to be respectful of what she believes. I always try to be respectful of what her experience has been. 
Um, but I just try to meet in the middle with her in terms of like, let's sit down and do it together. You know, like I'm not trying to be ahead of you. I'm not trying to be this, that, and the third, but a lot of what you see comes from actually just opening the book and spending God time, time with God myself. It's not, I don't wait till Sunday to get the word. I don't, you know, subscribe to any particular preacher or not. Like I'm gonna read the Bible for myself. And so I think as we've begun to do that more, we do Bible plans together. We do have talks. I think we're starting to find a lot more common ground where she feels less judgment and I feel more like she can cover me. Um, the first year, it was kind of tough. Uh, she never prayed for me. It was something I remembered. It was something that affected me. And then we, we've, we've done some different things to where she does pray with me and for me now. Um, we pray together. We cover each other. Um, we still got some growth to do there. It's definitely a, 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 a process of growth. But it's one of those things where I, I love God and I love her. Um, and I don't think those two things are in conflict. Because I think as I continue to pursue him, as long as she's willing to walk with me and doing that, I don't, I don't see how we can go wrong. So that's kind of my standpoint on it. As far as to your question, I do pray a lot. Um, I ain't going to say every single day, but there are periods of my life where it's every, every single, single day. day. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's mm -hmm. I, I pray a lot. I got to. I got to. Um, we're both attorneys. Um, as an attorney, I'm not going to lie to you every day. I got to come, I got to come with a full cup because mm -hmm. somebody going to call me and say they love one, kill somebody and they need me to believe in their defense. Uh, somebody's going to call me and say their loved one molested a child and they need me to believe in their defense. And people often ask me, you know, how you do what you do. And it is my faith that allows me to do what I do because I jokingly say all the time. Jesus would have been a criminal defense attorney. Um, and then if you win, lose, or draw, he would have said, all right, I'll take the punishment. Um, and so I have to rely on that to kind of see the best in people, to see the humanity in them, to see that they're not their worst mistake. And I know that also plays a factor in our relationship and how I love. Um, so I, I got to, that's the, that's the, that's the source that's constantly going to keep my cup filled because sometimes as a mom and also as an attorney, you know, Ashley can't always fill my cup in a particular moment, how I want or need it to. And I also mm -hmm. can't do the same, but mm -hmm. I think by having something bigger than us, we can still be filled and still have enough to give to each other, to our clients, to our family, to our friends, to our loved ones. And I think without our faith, whew, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of it for me. I appreciate that. Um, you mentioned earlier and just now that you guys are both attorneys. Um, when you got together, were you guys both attorneys already? He was. He was an attorney. I think I was waiting to take the bar. Okay. How has, as I understand it, like I'm not an attorney, obviously, but I understand that it's a very demanding career. Um, mm -hmm. At least TV has led me to think that. Um, <laughs> uh, how has, I guess, being in the, like, be, both being attorneys affected your careers and how do you support each other through what you go through as attorneys? As I, as I understand, like one is demanding just time-wise, but also like, um, Terrell was sharing, like, sometimes somebody's going to come to me and say, hey, my so-and-so molested somebody. Yeah. We need your help, though. You know, like, or, hey, so-and-so, they're saying he murdered somebody. We need your help. And some of these people, if we're being honest, they're not innocent. Some of them. Oh, right? no, they look. Look, all really my <laughs> so I'd imagine like <laughs> I'd imagine mentally and emotionally as well as it's it's heavy. How do how are you guys able to support each other? Um, to use Terrell's words, assist each other with keeping the cup full. Um, throughout like what you experience as as attorneys. Yeah, 
So I actually just had this conversation yesterday in therapy. Um, We work very well together professionally. I don't know what it is about how we complement each other as attorneys, but it just works. Um, Terrell had been practicing for years before I met him. And I just recently started practicing, but I, I don't know if I've told him that he's, he's like the best attorney I know. So I, I watched him from day one, whether he knows or not, like whatever Terrell do, that's what Ashley does. (laughs) Um, he gave me my, a very real foundation in law, just and how I practice and how I relate to clients, you know, and how I steer cases. So now that I am barred and we're both working together, it just, it allows me to put my flair on it, you know, add my level of organization. I'm the organizer. I'm the client friendly attorney. I'm the correspondence person, you know, he's a legal mind. So we, we just approach things differently and it kind of balances now, but also in me being the newer attorney, you know, he's, he's just much more seasoned than I am. So I bring the like excitement in the spark. I'm excited about every case and Terrell and his wine <laughs> is like, I've had this case five times over already, but me, you know, this is a new case to me. So listen, it's always I don't know. And maybe I'm like reigniting the spark for him because mm-hmm. he has been practicing for a while. So I, I think it's helpful. I think it balances me out because he has already said, yeah, Ashley, that sounds exciting, but you don't want to take that. And I'm like, no, I really want to take that. He's like, no, you don't. And I'm like, no, but I, I do. And I can do it this way and this way. And he will shut every single way down. <laughs> but it's what I need to hear because it's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then on the other hand, I'm telling him, like, I know you're tired of taking this, with, but these kind of cases, we could do this with this. And he's like, well, you do it and I'll, I'll support you in doing it. So it just, it works. It works professionally and it works very well. We get really good outcomes. I've gotten nothing but good outcomes practicing law the way that I've been now taught and trained to practice law. Okay. So, uh, wonderful I love it for me is are you going to talk about work life balance nah I ain't going to talk about work life balance we can get into that next but they was asking how we keep each other's cup full um, I pick his brain all the time <laughs> yeah I think I think what it is is it's nice to be with someone that can actually understand what you're dealing with you know um, I feel like if you're with someone and you're an attorney and they're not, they might not get that, you know, you don't have the time for this or that, or you gotta, sometimes you gotta go really, really hard and, and it's really stressful and it's a lot. You might be preparing for a trial where if you lose, they're going to jail. Um, and I never take, I never take that lightly because whether you're going to jail for a day or a year or much longer like i don't want someone going to that cage because i sucked or because i was too lazy to work hard or because i didn't know something i should have known or because i didn't apply myself or I, i didn't turn over every stone or i didn't know some legal rule um so I long ago developed kind of like a formula in my mind of practicing law. And when Ashley first came to me, you know, it was just kind of like, hey, I see you win and I see you win a lot. Uh, matter of fact, I don't see you lose. Like, how do you do it? And I just try to tell her, like, I told her the formula one. And then two, I tell her the secret is I, I do inject my faith into it. But then I also, quote unquote, stack the deck, so to speak. So what I tell her with that is you don't take every case. Every call that somebody call you, you cannot take every case. Because while from a financial standpoint, it may make a lot of sense. Why would I turn down $10,000? Why would I turn down twenty, 
five, 15, whatever the number is, you have to be more willing to pursue your passion than your profit. Um, and I've had to say some tough no's. I've had to say a no. I needed that money. Like, I need that right now. But I have to say no because either I don't believe in your defense, I don't see a pathway to victory, or it's something else wrong with the case to where when I go through my system, it's just like, yeah, it's a no for me, bro. And I'll, and I'll let them know, like, you know, it's not personal. Someone will take your case. Matter of fact, I could give you a number, but it, it just won't be me. Um, and so I think meeting Ashley, the biggest way she's helped me is Ashley doesn't even know her. Sometimes. I don't know her own power. So she came into the situation admiring me. But I'm like, I thought she was already a lawyer when I first met her. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> because of her mind and her passion and the things that she had experienced. Um, but I think her biggest strength is her belief in the client. And I'll be honest, eight years in sometimes, I done heard that there was my cousin Pan's story for the possession of marijuana case. And I don't <laughs> believe it no more. Ashley gonna believe it though. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I done heard so many things sometimes where I'm like, and then he said this, then she like, yeah, how you know? I'm like, bro, somebody <laughs> said that same thing to me like seven years ago. <laughs> like, like so it's it's one of those things where like she does reinvigorate me, but from like a practical standpoint, I might be a great attorney. And I I always take my humility juice because I always I'm a football guy, so I know. Humility is one week away is what they say in football. From practice of law, humility is one case away, one day away. You might be the most amazing attorney. Next day, somebody come to court and hand you your butt. So you got to stay on. Um, but the way she really helps me is to kind of help keep me organized. I'm good at the legal part. I'm not so great at the running the business part. I literally have clients who be owing me thousands of dollars and I forget to invoice. I forget to to pursue the money. And she looking at the books like, what are you doing? You know, you got thousands of dollars sitting over here. You're not even asking for your money. So she helps me in that way. Um, mm -hmm. And then she's coming into her own as an attorney. And I try to just tell her what I do, but I strongly encourage her like, but you got to do it your way though. And I respect you enough to, to let you do it your way. You ain't got to do it my way. My way, yeah, it works for me, but your way is gonna work best for you. With, I know she be she be taking some of my sauce. You know how it is. The sauce good. <laughs> <No. All right. laughs> she do be taking some of my sauce. But I be telling her like, don't never be afraid to put your own into whatever you're doing, because ultimately I, I want you to be greater than me. That's just the reality. I want you to be better than me. Mm -hmm. I think that's why it works, and we we kind of feed off each other. Two sharks in a tank, devouring whatever in sight. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. There's something I noticed um, that you both mentioned during the, this conversation. You both mentioned counseling or therapy, I believe it was. And I wanted to ask, um, would you consider therapy to be something that strengthened or supported your relationship? Absolutely strengthened. <laughs> yeah. I I think without without it, you know, we had some points where it was some fork in the road moments. Um and I, I know what it is. We're 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 really two strong people, you know. Two strong people with similar makeups. I'm not accustomed to asking for help. She ain't accustomed to asking for help. Um I'm very headstrong, she's very headstrong. So those, those two types of personalities coming together, like, we got to figure it out. Because <laughs> we can't always do it my way. We can't always do it your way. Um, and counseling and therapy has helped us to sometimes just see each other. Like, like that man is not against you right now or she's not against you right now. And then once we see each other and we see the love, now let's, let's you know, cultivate the skills that's going to get to healthy compromise and healthy growth and healthy progress uh, actually be complimentary and, and get to some some smooth water, so to speak. Okay. Do you guys um do you guys get couple counseling as well as individual? 
We did. Um, we've gotten couples counseling a handful of times now. Um, I would say couples counseling is only as effective as individual therapy. It, I think that's probably the key to it, us to continue our individual sessions. And that makes couples therapy a lot more effective for us. I, I agree. I think it's, um, you know, you're in a relationship, but you have parts of you, you know what I'm saying, that, that you might need to work on. Parts of you that still might need healing or, or you just need to develop certain skills. So I know what's worked best for us is that we do have, you know, individual therapy, individual therapists, um, but we do come together from time to time and we do couples therapy. We don't always do it consistently as far as the couples therapy go, because sometimes it's not always a need. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes we can identify like, hey, you getting on my nerves right now and it ain't really working. <laughs> like, you know, that's like, we, we maybe we need to go iron it out or whatever, that type of thing. So we kind of keep people in our corner to where when we have those moments, we can kind of iron some things out. But otherwise, we try to maintain our individual therapy. And I think that makes us better as a couple. Um, because like like I said before, and I, and I just believe it, I don't think regardless of your status, you can be all things to all people all the time. And sometimes there are things that we're individually dealing with that we, we got to work it out with our counselor to be able to work it out with each other, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a, I'm a big advocate for it. I know she is too, but it's definitely been an asset to our relationship. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what are your goals for the future as far as like, uh, like couple goals for the future? She says she wants another baby. I don't know what she's talking about, though. He is lying. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we, we, we want to get married. Um, we've both been married before, though, so we don't want to just get married um, and end up in the same space again. So we are kind of taking our time with it and doing a lot of front load of the work. Um, I think our previous marriages tend to help us more than hurt us just because we can identify some do's and don'ts and what worked and what didn't work. And I think we're super committed to let's make, let's make this forever. Um, so that's definitely a goal for us. Uh, I was joking about the kid, but she did say it. So I, I don't know if that's really, <laughs> I don't really, I mean, she told me a whole dream. We had a son, another, and I was looking at her I like, dream all the time, but so we are not having, <laughs> we must have been holding somebody else's child. Cause it's over. It is over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but back to y'all question, marriage, um, buy a house together continue to raise these kids together. Uh, I'm sure she'll come out with some business idea here in a moment to make us billionaires, but continue to work together in business and grow uh, professionally. Continue to cultivate love, respect, you know, mutual spaces for each other. Those are some of the goals I know we've talked about and agreed on, but I know she might have some things as well to say so let me shut up i feel like i'm talking too much <laughs> uh no i agree um i think we both place a huge emphasis on just raising good kids into into good humans um because we got a lot of them so it it is a huge 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 goal for us to just do a really good job with that and i mean I know we are both, I guess, anchored in trying to just make sure that God is the centerpiece, Um, getting to a point where we both feel the same way about it and we both feel, I don't know, 
don't know. Help me. Just centered, you know. I think just centered in, in in that clear direction. I think we're both coming from such different um, present spaces when we first met. We got some commonality in our past, but presently we was kind of far apart. So I know one of the goals is just to continue to come together and to be centered in that area because it is so critically important um, to the rest of our lives frankly so i think if i had to articulate um that best that's that's the best way i can okay <clears throat> christina and i uh want to thank you guys for joining us and sharing your story with us um your perspective thus far is a unique one for us as far as like people we've been able to speak to um you're actually the first couple we've had on that entered the relationship already parents um, mm. You're also the first couple we've had on where you guys are um, just basically in the same field as far as like careers. Mm. Um, so that was like wonderful to hear, you know, how you guys, one, came into the relationship and with the different co-parenting uh, perspectives and also just how having the same career could also, you know, be a benefit mm. to the relationship as well. Right. So, yeah, I have to agree with Calvin in that this was like, um, a different love story for me to hear as well and it was it opened my mind a lot there were so many things that you guys said that um, just made me think about a lot of different things or just imagine different like scenarios and different perspectives so I really appreciate you guys coming in and being so vulnerable and um, you know just comfortable with us I really appreciate that I really enjoyed that conversation and just hearing your story I think one of the things that stands out the most to me about your relationship is that you two seem to have such a high level of respect for each other in like every role that you have. So as a parent, as an attorney, you know, as an individual, and I think that's um, a really key component to having a healthy relationship. And I feel like you both admire each other a lot as well. I don't want to speak for you guys, but that's just what I picked that came up through hearing, me too, yeah. hearing the um, <laughs> story. We glad the love shining through. <laughs> <laughs> um, before I um, wrap us up and fumble through the outro, <laughs> um, is there anything else you would like to share? Any advice you would like to give um, any couples that's out there, either just starting or maybe on one of their lows of the many highs and lows that go into a successful relationship? Man, ebbs and flows. It just, if it can be high, it can be low. I don't know. Um, I would definitely say to just stay present. Stay present, even when it's hard, even when it's good, even when it's bad. Always stay present because things change. I think that'd be the only thing I could I could advise. I would say, um, something that I I say when we don't always have the good the good moments it's always remember the love um it's super easy in good times to remember the love i mean it's good time <laughs> you're gonna remember the, the love then sometimes man when it starts to go bad and you might have a series of days um that sometimes could get longer that just aren't going well it's it's easy to look over and be like what have i done this that and the third just all those those pathways that lead to not making it um i always encourage us and myself and ashley just always remember the love remember why you chose that person and continue to choose that person each and every moment ashley's a big planner so she loves to plan out weeks months years in advance i'm a big stay in the moment type of guy um so I think we found a healthy balance, but I'll be honest, I think we probably do it more of staying in the moment of love now than we did before. And that's what keeps us going to other moments of love. Because I don't know, I, I just feel like those moments of love are really all you, you have. You can't predict the future, but you absolutely can set up the future. And I think the best way 
is to remember the love, to focus on the love, to stay in the moment, to work through the tough times, respect each other's opinion, take breaks when you need to, don't be afraid to ask for help, keep, keep God centered at first, um, and yeah, just keep coming back. It'll get better. <laughs> All right. Um, I agree. Last thing, last thing. It's just something that popped into my head. Do you guys, um, are you guys familiar with the five love languages? Yes. Yep. <laughs> what is each of your love, like primary love language? And how do you speak to your, um, to your partner's love language? My primary love language is words of affirmation. Um, Terrell's love language, I think, is changing. What is your primary love language now? Tell me, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say it used to be neck and neck between quality time and physical touch, but now I think it's leaning more to quality time. That involves physical touch. I like to be touched, but I like that time, you know? Um, <laughs> I like that time. Um... As far as the ways that I, I speak her love language, Ashley, she's a big words person. I mean, precision of language, make sure you say it this way. That way. Like, I, I've definitely grown um, because I've always been a, I'm just saying, however it come out, it come out type of person. And so I've understood more that I have the power to build her up or tear her down. And, and a lot of times it's unintentionally. I'm just speaking my truth, but sometimes I say it the wrong way. Dang, I you know I didn't mean it that way. So it's been a lot of of growth and just learning how to better deliver things. But then from a positive standpoint, just praising her, giving her the affirmation that she needs, particularly what comes to mind with with court and um, handling cases. You know, she will be quick to tell me I'm the best attorney she knows and I'm like oh okay cool so go handle this and then she's like oh I gotta do it and I'm like yeah you're capable you might have wrote the blueprint that I actually went to go argue in court so like you wrote it I just said it you you got this though so it, it's encouraging her and and helping her to see like you good you know what I'm saying you you're great just the way you are what you bring to the table and you got different sauce that I, I could never have, you know what I'm saying? Because you are you and I am me. And in practicing law, that's really what people want. They want you to be who you are. And in being who you are, that's the best you can possibly be. So it's a lot of that. Um, I encourage her, I write her letters sometimes. I, I give her cards. Um, she recently, real recent, uh, lost a friend and i know she was having a tough time and so i just wrote her a card you know i got her a card let her know i love you i'm here for you um i know you're going through a tough time but don't beat yourself up about it remember the good in that person and and, and keep you know applying those life lessons forward and for me the way i think she speaks my love language is she she carves out more time for me making sure we can do stuff like, for instance, when we get done with this, we're going to go cook dinner together. I don't really want to cook dinner. I ain't going to lie to you. But I recognize that it's quality time for the both of us. Um, she wants to cook, but by me spending the time with her in the kitchen, I'm getting my love tank filled by just being around her and spending that time. And then the touch. I mean, we got these babies, so you know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. what's said don't need to be said yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man alright thank you guys for that Um, you guys have a really beautiful love story really really beautiful Um, to the fans listen Um, as always follow us all underscore ways underscore right on IG Um, if you guys want to be a guest and tell us about you know come share your love story with the fans um just send us an email always write pod at gmail.com um all things inner child inner child network.com inner child network on ig um yeah we're here <laughs>